and lastly, I straight up tell, uh, I tell like interview uh, during interviews when they ask you like, you know, why should we hire you? It sounds very cliche, but I'll straight up tell them like, hey, although I don't have the relevant experience, one thing that I'm really, really good at is the ability to adapt. I can adapt to any situation you put me in and I am a hard worker. So although I might not know something, I have a willingness to learn and I can pick it up. What's going on guys? This is Ahmed and I'm here again with Ahmed Ismail for episode 5 of the Your Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I actually decided to bring him back on because he actually, his internship that he got at GE has a very unique story and generally speaking how he got to that point and what led up to it is kind of, it's a very intriguing story so I decided to dedicate this whole episode just for that. So Ahmed, can you kind of just take us back to when you were graduating high school and were you at the point where most high school graduates are, uh, where high school graduates are at? And it's that what now phase. You graduated yeah. high school, you got your diploma. I wouldn't even what say now? just high school students, honestly. Like there's a, almost call it like an epidemic yeah. throughout the US where it's just, everyone's just graduating, even college. And as they graduate, they're just like, now what? It's like the movie, The Graduate, hated that movie, but it's like <laughs> the only part I remember from it in high school, just like that ending, it's just like, now what? Right. Like we're doing this, like, it's something you see just, throughout the U.S., but yeah, uh, come out of high school, had no clue what I wanted to do. I was undeclared first year. I actually wasn't even accepted into Iowa State straight out of high school. I actually was a community college, and the first time I even talked to someone about college was, uh, it was my senior year of high school. Wow. It was, I was asking my dad for $20, and he's like, what do you want $20 for? <laughs> I was just like, I'm applying to college. He's like, oh, okay. And then like we actually sat down and had a conversation Pay for the applications, didn't get accepted in Iowa State, so he just wasted twenty dollars. But <laughs> then went to community college for a year. Right. After a year of uh, community college, I think I completed forty three credits, and right after that first year, just transferred straight to Iowa State, and went from undeclared to going to electrical engineering. And even as electrical engineer, I was still pursuing internships. I actually even had an opportunity. Uh, there was a company called Next Era Energy. Pretty cool company, working with solar panels. There was a good opportunity out in Florida. And I think got accepted and they said, you know, got two weeks to make a decision. Where was this? You said Florida? It was uh, Florida, yeah. And okay. I agree with them, I would say. And like okay. they, you know, gave me the offer two weeks to uh, make a decision. However, at the same time during that two week period, I had an interview with uh, Boeing. And at the time, I was like, oh my God, Boeing. Like, it's a, it's a big name, right? Yeah, I just looked at you like, whoa. Yeah, it's just like, it's a big fish. Yeah. It's just like, that's how I described it at the time. But I interviewed with them, and I personally thought it went really well. Right. And I was in a position where I had to make this decision before I knew what Boeing was going to say to me. So I actually ended up turning down Next Era, Next Era Energy. And at the time, I thought it was a good decision, but today, I think it was terrible. Mm. Just due to the fact, it was my reasoning was the flaw. Because at the time, I was in a, I was in a place where I thought I was just like, okay, if I get this big name, you know, on my resume, this is it. Like this is why I want. I never actually thought about the, what next. You know, that's not something I actually like, considered at that age. But, turn down next era, and then I'm waiting for Boeing, waiting, waiting. Month goes by, and no response. Mm. 
right? So summer starts, I hit them up, and they tell me like, oh, sorry, you've been turned down. So now I'm just empty-handed, right? I got nothing to do. So that summer, I ended up doing apartment cleaning. So I was just cleaning apartments, and it was actually you to make money. Yeah, it was funny because it, me and uh, it was me and Wadu that were actually doing that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so like, if for you that don't know, me and Wadu go way back. I've known him since I was eight. But like, yeah, that's something me and him were doing together. We're just cleaning apartments. That's something we did for a summer, and yeah. then. Next year rolls around and I switch majors, mechanical engineering now. I had a different mindset and actually not a different mindset, I was still under that same frame of I want that big name on my resume. So I'm pursuing, pursuing, pursuing and I get another opportunity, a company called Altec Industries and it was for a co-op out in California. And how did you get that opportunity with them? So that was through the Iowa State Career Fair. Okay. And went pretty well, just simple interview, just behavioral questions things like that went well got the offer mm. and Nesby Nationals ro rolls around and what Nesby is is the National Society of Black Engineers amazing amazing organization if you're an engineer highly recommend joining rolls around and it gives me the opportunity to talk to a company that's not at my college which is General Electric and I had the opportunity of interviewing with GE Aviation and I was actually in the same position again mm -hmm. right so this time it was Altec Industries had a couple weeks to um, give them a decision and during that time span I had my interview with GE, mm. right? And I had to give Altec my decision before I found out what GE was going to say. Right. And again, I made that same decision I went for the big fish. What? You turned them down. Yeah, I turned Altec down, went for GE and <laughs> how did that? it worked out because GE came back to me and you know they gave me an offer and I ended up... Uh, co-oping at headquarters in Cincinnati. However, it wasn't until the semester ended, I was like, I sat down and I was just doing some reflecting. I was just like, why Why did I do that? Right, because usually people learn from their mistakes. You're like, I'm not, I should not take the company that you, I had that. I had that epiphany after I did it. I had that, <laughs> let's right. just say I had the epiphany. We'll just keep it that, okay. like, yeah, it was, a, it was bad decision making, but but, I mean, it's I not that bad. You interned at GE, General Electric. But, yeah, it was a good thing to have out. that epiphany because at the time I realized, I was like, oh, my God, like, I've been chasing all these names and, like, not even thinking about, like, what happens next after this. Like, okay, I get the co-op, then work full-time, and it's like, is that what I really want? Is that what I want to do? Mm -hmm. That's something that I never actually thought of. And, like, if you're watching this video, I highly encourage you to ask yourself, what next? So whatever it is, let's say you want to be uh, – someone goes in music, let's say you want your PhD, let's say you want to work at Tesla, ask yourself, what next? Like, you get there, then what? Like, what do you want to do after that? Mm. That's not something most people consider, and that's not something I ever considered. But it wasn't until I made that mistake the second time, like, how did I worked out? Like, I actually sat down and was just like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this has been like a rat race. Yeah. Like, I was stuck in that mind frame. I just never actually thought about why I personally wanted it or, like, what my pursuit of purpose was. And at that time, that's when, like, I really dove into it. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. Like, life just it do it's doesn't, like, your your whole life isn't just so you can go work at a job, right? That's not it. That's not your life. Like, sure. you got to think about what type of life you want yourself. What do you want kids? When do you want kids? Where do you want to live? Like, the world's a huge place. Do you want to be in Iowa? Do you want to be in California? Do you want to be in Spain? Do you want to be in Sudan? Do you want to be in Singapore? Like, <laughs> these are things no one ever, like, 
I mean, people do consider it, but it's just, I highly encourage you to consider it now while you are in college. Because right. it's the time to, you know, ask yourself these type of questions. Mm -hmm. And what really, because you didn't really talk about the process of landing the internship. Because a lot of people right now might be in the boat where mm -hmm. they're applying to internships or applying for uh, different positions. And they might think of themselves, oh, I might not be the best candidate for this. I'm not going to apply for it. Because you, you oh. speak about a I'll lot of, go just ahead, real go quick, ahead. yeah. This thing that Ahmed always speaks about to me is like, if you don't attempt at something, or if you don't go out and pursue something that you are interested in, you have a 0% chance of obtaining it, right? Yeah, so like one thing people always talk about is luck. Right. And I, I don't like the word luck, mm -hmm. just because it seems like, oh, you know, like you got lucky, like it wasn't really meant to be, but it happened. But guess what? If you sat down, the chance of you succeeding at something is 0%. Simply just getting up and just trying something raises that percentage from 0% to a higher percentage and there are multiple factors that go into it right so like when it comes to getting an internship it's uh what experience do you have I did not have that so that was not a factor right but more importantly is are you a learner and that's one thing that's really important because one thing people don't know about me is in high school I actually had like a 2.7 or something and then even in college when I, I think in the previous episode I mentioned imposter syndrome I was really struggling in school I think in my second semester I stayed or not think, I know. Hmm. I was on academic probation. So, right, I was recovering from that. While I interviewed with the GE, I was, I think it was a, what was it? It was a 2.98. Like, I was still recovering, recovering from academic probation. If it wasn't for my academic probation, I would have been well above a three. However, that's something that I was still going through. And they don't accept anyone that's not above a three. So, during the interview, they straight up told me, he was like, hey, we'll give you an offer for the fall, but... I need to ensure that you have a 3.0 before you get there because we've had this happen where someone has a three or below a three and they get to GE and we just turn them back. We send them back home, mm -hmm. right? So I was very fortunate that I was in that position. I was able to finish with above a three and then I was able to take my offer. But even when you're recovering from academic probation, like you're not as qualified because I had the bad GPA. I didn't have any experience. I had apartment cleaning. Like, cleaning apartments on my resume. Like, you know what? Like, no internships. Like, <laughs> how does that relate to working with engines, you know? Right. And I think one thing I could really capitalize on was the fact that I was someone that was a hard worker, right? So if you don't have the experience, capitalize on your skills. That's the number one thing you got to capitalize on. Because mm -hmm. especially when people talk about getting that first internship, like, it's really hard. But put yourself in a position where you can showcase your skills. So for me... I didn't have the internship, so I joined Nesby and IEEE, so Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers. I became the secretary of the club and joined Engineering Student Council. I was a representative there. On top of that, I became the treasurer at Nesby. And then these are opportunities to show like, hey, I'm good with my finances. I manage money at Nesby by allocating or managing a budget of, I think it was 25,000 for that uh, academic year, as well as being a secretary, great communication skills, so I'm good at communicating with people. And lastly, I straight up tell, uh, I tell like interview, uh, during interviews when they ask you like, you know, why should we hire you? It sounds very cliche, but I'll straight up tell them like, hey, although I don't have the relevant experience, one thing that I'm really, really good at is the ability to adapt. I can adapt to any situation you put me in and I am a hard worker. So although I might not know something, I have a willingness to learn and I can pick it up and I'm gonna work hard to get it. You're and hired. it sounds, yeah, it sounds very, <laughs> 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 appreciate it. It sounds cliche, but 
just be real. Like, uh-huh. showcase who you actually are. Don't try to be someone you're not. Because at the end of the day, they're trying to hire you. And I think it was a... Uh, Google actually really collects a lot of data on this type of stuff, like, when recruiting people. I think it was, like, GPA reflects uh, only the first two years of performance at the workplace. After that, it's irrele- irrelevant, like, determining how someone's going to perform. Right. Remember those type of things. So showcase who you are. I think that's the number thing you could do. And so what do you say to people who, because there's individuals out there like, oh, grades don't matter. They, they matter. Oh, grades do extent. matter. Grades do matter. As someone that struggled with them, <laughs> grades do matter. They matter just to get you in as a stepping stone. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a crucial stepping stone. Right. Like, it's, a, it's something that plays a factor because as much as it sucks, like I was saying in the previous episode, like school is one of those things. It's like, hey, taking all this information, mm-hmm. regurgitate it on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. If you do that successfully, you get a good grade. Right. Like, what does that really show? It can show you can follow directions. Like, yeah. I guess that's something they consider during, like, uh, interviews, which makes yeah. sense. But if yeah. you don't have the GPA, work for the GPA because at the end of the day, it's only going to help you. It's, it never hurts to have a good GPA, so it doesn't make sense to put yourself in that position. Exactly. I was in that position, and I learned from it. Right. And it does suck that GPA is something that it objectifies, something that's subjective. Yeah. Your individual talents coming into a job interview or com- com- um, coming into a position, it sucks that first thing they look at is on the top of their resume, right up top, GPA. If yeah. they see something they don't like, they're tossing you. They're not going to look at anything else on your resume. GPA never tells the full story. It doesn't. It doesn't. The, part of the reason I was like on academic probation, it wasn't just a mixture of the imposter syndrome. It was actually, before I even stepped foot onto a college campus, I was in debt. Or my family was so like I had the mindset of like oh my god like if I don't succeed like I'm not gonna be able to help so like that is one of those things that like, somewhat hindered me in the classroom because mm-hmm. I was more concerned about my actual finances than I was about performing well in school mm-hmm. but I realized like hey performing well in school is only gonna help me in the future with managing my finances exactly but it sucks that it never tells the whole story but it is what it is mm-hmm. play the cards you've been dealt play the cards that you've been dealt and Ahmed, just real quick, in terms of your so extracurriculars, because a lot of people don't go out and because you can have a good GPA, right? Yeah. So that's the first part. We said that's the top of the paper, the top of the resume. But then they follow through and see what are you involved in. So you, kind of the working backwards, you were very involved, but maybe didn't have the highest GPA, yeah. but you still got the position you wanted because you of the fact that. You got to make sure both, because like you said, right. the, being heavily involved does hurt your GPA a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fine balance. It's kind of hard to define, but at the end of the day, if you join some organization at your school, they'll understand that you're a student first because everyone in that organization is the same boat as you are. They understand, like, hey, I have classes to attend to. I have grades that I need to get. So they'll understand if, like, hey, you know, can you help me out with this project, guys? Like, I can't really do it because, you know, I have my physics exam. Like, people get that. They're students. Exactly. For sure. And, yeah, Ahmed, again, thank you for coming back and telling us about your story and how you got to G and everything. But is there anything else that you want to just mention or leave them with in terms of maybe people are pursuing internships, if this can be kind of specific, or going shooting for a position and they don't have the greatest GPA? What else could they do to kind of like strengthen their resume or strengthen their chances of getting that position? I think what dude really hit on this, one thing I uh, didn't utilize as much as I should have mm-hmm. was LinkedIn. <laughs> Here we go again. I, yeah, I, we do talks about this a lot, and like it really is though. Yeah. At the time, like I'm like, all right, whatever we do, you know, like yeah. I didn't really like listen to him, but right. seeing how powerful it is is it's phenomenal because you you put yourself in a position was like Tesla's not Iowa State, 
they're not out of state, right? right? And would do put himself in a position where he's like, hey, they're not here, but I can get to them. We're at an age where your uh, your network isn't limited to who you know face to face. Like that was life for our parents. We're now in a day of age where I could literally pull out my phone, right. go on LinkedIn, right? I'm not gonna do that right now, but like literally go on LinkedIn, find type keywords, recruiter, company, Tesla, right? And all that pops up is recruiters at Tesla. Like now my network isn't limited to people I know face to face. I can meet someone on the other side of the world if I wanted to by just simply sending a message. Maybe they respond, maybe they don't. It's a numbers game. It's just a matter of do you really want it? The power of LinkedIn. Yeah, and you could literally ask them like, hey, I know, you know, I don't have the best qualifications right now, but what are three things I can work on? What dude said in uh, his uh, interview, but yep. they'll literally tell you like, hey, this is what we look for in, uh, in our candidates, and here's some recommendations on things you can do to become an ideal candidate. Exactly, perfect. And again, Ahmed, thank you so much for joining us on the Your Pursuit of Purpose podcast, episode five. And uh, thank you for showing us just how to kind of navigate through, maybe if you're not academically fit at first, how to kind of adjust or adapt. And yeah. adapt is the big word that he used that I really like. So thank you for that. And until next time, where we'll see you on episode six, keep pursuing your purpose. Thank you. Okay.